Praise the Lamb of God. This is D.K. Groom with Rock Solid Truth, and I'm so glad that each and every one of you have joined with us today. We are live streaming from Benton North, Iowa. Praise the Lamb of God at the Hilton Garden Inn, and we want to welcome each and every one of you all over the world, from Africa to, to Pakistan to India, all over the world. We thank God for you joining with us today. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I want to say welcome to all of my friends, praise the Lamb of God, that are all over the world. Amen to all of those that are associated with Rock Solid Truth. We are so glad to be in the presence of the Lord today. As you might have noticed, you have been missing me for about two to three weeks. Amen, praise the Lamb of God. Those things are over and we are moving on toward the power and the glory of an almighty and a gracious God. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. You know, as I pondered that scripture, I really started to see what the Lord was trying to say in that. Romans, what Paul was trying to say. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. In other words, the righteous shall live by faith. The righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The righteousness of God shown through the salvation of God. What do I mean by the salvation of God? You must be born again. I'm talking about the salvation of God. You must be born again. Not being baptized as an infant. Not going through this rigmarole or going through jumping through this hoop or jumping through that hoop. I'm talking about you must be born again. Through the righteousness of Jesus Christ and through the good news of the gospel. Being revealed. That's what the word of God is saying. Being revealed from the beginning of faith until the end of faith. By the author and the finisher of our faith. The righteousness of God revealed. Because it can only be revealed by faith. It's the only way that it can be revealed. It is faith that brings forth revelation. And all that God is and all that God wants to do in your midst is going to be expounded through faith. Praise the Lamb of God. It's going to be expounded through faith. That's how you're going to know who you are. That's how you're going to know who God is. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Glory to the love of God. For we walk by faith, not by sight. I'll say it again. We walk by faith, not by sight. Paul is presenting two present situations. And it's present to every child of God. And that's either you're going to walk by faith or you're going to walk by sight. 
Those are the two options. There are no other options. Only two. You get to choose which one you get to walk by. You get to choose. You get to choose to walk by sight. Because what does that really mean? It means walking out your life according to that which you see, what you feel, what you perceive through your natural senses and through your natural thinking. That's what it means. And someone is going to say, well, you know, preacher, that's just natural. Yeah, that's why it says it, walking by sight. That's why it's so very difficult for the child of God to walk by faith. Because they are so accustomed to and they are so used to walking by sight. The average child of God spends 90% of their time walking by sight. Never realizing and, and many times saying, I'm walking by faith, when in fact is you're walking by sight. We don't grasp it. We don't get it. It's living your life according to that life which applies to your life, which is through your five senses. The Word of God calls it this. Carnality. Is carnality bad? No. Carnality is not bad. Carnality is nothing more than you living your life according to your five senses. That's what carnality is. In other words, I, how many times people told me this? Well, you know, Pastor, you just got to have common sense. Yeah. You just got to have common sense. Define to me what is common sense. Because I'll tell you what common sense to most people. If it's impossible, then you've got to have common sense to understand that you can't do it. And yet the Word of God says that all things are possible through faith. Right. Amen. And yet this is not the realm we think on. So what does walking by faith mean now? Because we understand what walking by sight is. We understand what, what we feel, what we taste, what we touch, what we see, what we hear. So what does walking by faith mean? Walking by faith is walking in a substance where you have hope for more, you see more, and that which you hope for and that which you don't see becomes more of a reality than that which you are seeing in the world that you live in. Yep, amen. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Through faith, we understand. I'm going to stop right there. Through faith, we understand. No, we don't. I wish we did. We don't. We understand what? That the world that we see were made of things that do appear in another world that we can't see. And it says we understand this. And it also says the only way that you can understand it is through faith. The only way you can understand it. You can't understand it. You can't understand it through common sense. You can't understand it through, through technology. You can't understand it through all of these different things. Amen. It can only understand it through faith. If you can't understand this through faith, there's absolutely no way that you can walk in the realm of faith because it's something you don't understand. That's true. Amen. Wow. And powerful. But once you understand it, then you understand that the world, plural, were framed by the Word of God. Yeah, amen. And everything that you see was made of things that you can't see. Yes. That's the Lord. So here's the reality. If you don't understand this, you'll never be able to see yourself healed in another realm other than the realm of your sickness. Right. Wow. That's deep, preacher. Yeah, it's deep. That's exactly what Ezekiel said. I walked out and the water was up to my ankles and I walked out a little bit further and it was up to my knees and then pretty soon I found myself immersed and over my head, not being able to comprehend what was going on in my life. And that's faith. That's faith. Once you understand faith, then you begin to understand that when you're sick, and if you can see yourself healed, it's just a matter of time before that manifestation happens within the realm of who you are. Yeah. But you've got to see it. You've got to believe it. You've got to know it. You've got to understand that no matter what is taking place, amen, when you see that image, when you see that promise that's inside of you, down deep inside of you, when you see that promise that is inside of you, that has been given to you as a born-again child of God or woman, and you see that promise and it expounds itself in the glory and the power of Almighty God, and you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are healed, then you know that death has no place in your life. No place. You've got to see it. You've got to know it. You've got to walk in it. You've got to glow in it. 
Because death is a hard thing. It not only touches your body, it touches your mind. It touches your emotion. It touches your eyesight. It touches everything about it. And you've got to have something rise up. And the power and the glory of that promise. I shall not die but live and proclaim the works of yes. the Lord. Amen. Amen. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeks shall find. And to him that knocks the door shall be opened unto him. For I, the Father, if you ask for a fish, when I give you a stone, no! Walking by faith. Let me put it another way. Walking by your heart. Not this thing here that's pumping blood. Walking by your heart. Your spirit matter. The part of you that is sealed, the part of you that the devil can't touch, the part of you that lives and reigns and riles inside of you, the part of you, amen, that can't be touched by sin, the part of you that has been glorified by the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, a part of you, amen, that is in the presence of the Lord, his faith, his glory, his power, you're partaker of that in your spirit, man, from your heart. Amen. Look at Mark chapter 5, verse 30. Everybody with me here? Yes. Yep. Yep. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in, in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging me, and sayest thou who touched me? Scripture says that Jesus says, Who touched my clothes? Who was it? You know what he's really saying? Who touched my spirit? Right. Who touched my heart? Who touched my heart? With their heart. 
touched my heart with their heart. And he had no control over anything. It automatically flowed out of his body simply because one spirit, one heart, touched another spirit, another heart. Somebody who was a branch touched the vine. Amen. Amen. Twelve years. Twelve years she's walked in the flesh. Twelve years. And the word of God says that she has suffered many things. She has spent all of her money. She has suffered many things. Brutalities, pills, cuttings. Any try, anything to try to stop the flow of blood flowing through her. <clears throat> She's cursed. She's literally cursed. The law has cursed her. She cannot be where normal people are at. She has to be a further away. And, and, and if anybody comes in close contact, she has to, to, to yell out, be, be free! The blood, the blood, the blood! I'm unclean! Walk my sight 12 years! Here's the church! by sight, hoping one day to be free, spend every dime that she had. And then one day, following Jesus, in a crowd of hundreds, in a place where if she's noticed, the storm. And she says, if I can just touch his clothes, if I can just touch him of his garment, I don't need to touch him. All I need to touch is just his clothes. She gets down on her knees. Hundreds of feet in sandals are stepping on her. Dirt is rising up and she's on her knees and she's groping, reaching, trying to find contact. She can't see him, but she knows that he's close. And all of a sudden, Jesus cries out and he says, Who touched 
the blood was starched. And immediately she knew it. And immediately Christ perceived it. Heart to heart, faith Disciples, they, they can't get it. Well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean who touched you? You see, that's the carnality. That's God's people. What do you mean who touched you? You throw them. What do you mean? No, Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched my heart? Who touched my spirit? Who touched me by faith? Who did it? Because I couldn't stop the flow out of me to them. And neither did I want to stop it from me to them because it was my promise. Amen. on the branch and something happened abiding took place abiding took place What was it that healed her? She took a chance. She was hoping against hope. What was it that healed her? What was it that made her get on the ground? to reach for that hem, just the hem. She said, just the hem. Yes. Was it safe? Yes. And she had to walk to the place to get on her knees to touch his heart so that her heart could be touched. Yes.
tough question. How many of you would have got on your knees? Twelve years of walking by sight. And yet she comes to this reality and she says, you know what? Either it's true or it's a lie. Must be a lie. So I'll choose the doctor. Must be a lie, so I'll choose the prescription. Must be a lie, so I'll choose what's common sense because it makes no sense to me to get on my knees and crawl through hundreds of dirty feet to touch the helm of somebody's garment. Because let me tell you what that place is. It's a place of weirdness. It's a place of no common sense. It's a place where hope becomes deferred because of all the world has got to offer can't heal you and you think on your knees in the dirt is going to do it. Ask yourself the question, how many of you would be on your knees? How many of you that are watching by television would be on your knees? It preaches good. I preach it well. But the fact of the matter is that it's your knees, your ground, your place, your touch, and it's going to have to be you that touches his heart to connect with your heart in order for you to be made free. And that is way beyond common sense. Yeah. This should be the place of Normality. Walking by faith should be the place where you're able to see and comprehend the Word of God and that Word of God becoming a reality to you and you becoming a victor over the entire world because of the things that you see.
Thank you, Lord, for your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your power, your glory. Thank you, Lord, for your glory. Let me bring revelation to you. Look at John chapter 17, verse 3. John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that you might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You hear me and you hear me well. All throughout the world, you hear me. This is the only place that you will know him and his father. It's the only place. You'll never know him beyond that. It's the only place. There's one door. The only place that you're ever going to have this scripture become reality that you might know him and his father whom he has sent is going to be through this means. Faith. Because faith is revealed from faith to faith. The only place you're ever going to know him. You'll never know who God the Father is. You'll never know who God the Son is. And you are never going to know who you are in Christ other than this door. Only through his word, only through his word, only through his word. Because you cannot know God and you cannot know Jesus Christ and you cannot know him through rock solid truth. You cannot know him through rocks of truth. You may love rock solid truth. You may love what rock solid truth does, but you'll never know the Father of God, his son, a true rock solid truth. You'll never know that through your denomination, through your church. Through your pastor.
You'll never know him through any of these means. As much as you love your denomination, you'll never know him through your denomination. You want to know, I might as well just throw this out there. You know what's really going to happen? Four rocks out the truth to reach the world and to do the work that we are doing, because it's going to take money. The only way that that's going to happen is not because you decided to give to the rock solid truth. It's because you've come to know him. Amen. Amen. You've come to know him. And rock solid truth only becomes an outlet now yes. because you know him. Amen. I've been giving you examples, 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 examples. <laughs> of the disciples, the women who followed Jesus. I told you about the Emmaus Road. Two and a half hours, Jesus walked with Cleopas and Peter. Two and a half hours. They don't know him. They don't know him. I don't know where they think that he came in at. I don't know whether it was at a fork in the road. I don't know what or not. It's about a seven to eight mile journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus. But somewhere along that line, Jesus come. And for two and a half hours, you figure it out what two and a half hours, how many miles you can walk in two and a half hours. He walked with them a great deal of the distance. And they don't know him. They don't know him. You know, what would have happened if they would have known him? What would have taken place? I'll tell you what would have taken place. All of their fears, all of their misgivings, all of the things that they were, were, were anxious about would have been gone if they just would have known who he was. That's all. They just wouldn't know him. But they didn't know him. They didn't know him. They didn't recognize him. They thought they were talking to a stranger. 
recognize them. Because they were trying to perceive something spiritual that could only be perceived in the spirit. They were trying to perceive it naturally. Think about that for a moment. Ask yourself the question, if Jesus was to walk through this door right here, right now, walk in and come down and sit down, would you know it? And I'll guarantee you, every single one of you would say, yes. Every one of you. Mary Magdalene, seven demons. She goes to the tomb and she says, Sir, if you'll tell me where you've taken him, I, I'll go get him. She, she assumed him to be the gardener. He says, Mary, Vine, her branch connected with the vine, and she says, Rabboni, because she perceived him through her heart, her spirit, not her flesh. The disciples are on the Sea of Gennesaret. They've been fishing all night. Jesus says, have you caught anything? No, Lord, nothing. Throw your net on the right side. that said, it's the Lord. It was John. How did John know it was the Lord? Because he had seen it happen before. John recognized the miracle maker. He didn't recognize 
the miracle man. Turn to Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. My old scriptures right here, bro. Matthew 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Look at verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He's not here, for he has risen, as he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by his feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there they shall see me. And here is the most disturbing scripture that I have ever read in the word of God. Verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went into Galilee and to a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. Some gathered. Three and a half years they walked with him. Talked with him, ate with him, taught by him. Watched miracle after miracle flow out of him. And here's truth that's amazing. They saw him. They worshipped him. And some doubted. Some doubted. What did they doubt? That it was him. The scars were on his temple. The crown of thorns, the marks on his head, nail prints in his hands and his feet. The side bore the mark of the spear. 
Here's the reality of walking by sight instead of by faith. It's hard for your eyes to behold that which is faith. Fact of the matter is it's impossible for your eyes to behold the eye of faith. How could this happen? Because the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. It's foolishness to him. Literal foolishness to him. You wonder why people, your grandchildren and your neighbors and all, because it's foolishness to them. You're a fool to them to believe in such a religious thing, to believe in such a thing called Jesus. And look at you, they don't say it, but they perceive you as a fool and the things that you think are foolishness to them. Because, Pastor, you just don't have common sense. Yeah, you know scripture, Dad. We, yeah, Dad, you know scripture. But you don't know the things of the world. And they doubted. Rain is falling on the earth. Noah has built the ark. People are scratching and clamoring. Do they believe? No. They're only looking to be saved. Because if they would have believed, God would have made a way for the one that believed. If I could find ten, will you not destroy the city? If I could find one, will you not destroy the city? Because the natural man cannot discern. I think it's right. I'm going to close with this, brother. Go to 
Isaiah 52, 14. They doubt. Is that what the scripture says? They doubt. Can I ask a question? Where does this put the individual that walks by sight? My God, where does this put the individual that walks by sight? Where does it put him or her? Isaiah 52, 14. As many were astonished that they, his visage was so much more marred than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. I have heard so many people Talk about scourging that Christ took. Cat of nine tails. And the horrific beating that he took. And I don't want to make short of that because it was horrific. But Christ on the cross had very little to do with the scourging of the cat of nine tails. The cat of nine tails had very little to do with the condition of Christ. Look at Second Peter. I said. First Peter chapter two verse twenty-four. <clears throat> you see, when you begin to walk by faith instead of walking by sight, I remember all of the movies, especially the Passion of Christ. Remember that with Mel Gibson and Hollywood. And people walked out of those movie theaters. They flocked to them, churches, did movies about them, and they did altar calls about them. And yeah, this cat of nine tails and the scourging was terrible. But that is totally walking by sight, not faith. Because when you understand walking by faith, you're going to understand Something I'm going to show you something here. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose strife ye were healed. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree.
when he hung on that cross. The sins of the entire world came into him. Everything that was malignant, everything that was evil, every disease, every cancer, every molestation, every rape, every murder, every abortion, every deformity, every plague, every COVID-19, every vile, malignant evilness that existed into the world made a beeline for his body. And the Word of God tells you in Isaiah that his visage, his countenance, that when you beheld him, you could not even tell he was a human being. You could not even tell that he had a form of a human being. You couldn't tell. And when they took him down and they wrapped him in linen and spices. And on the third day, when he rose, he rose glorified. And the word of God is very clear. And those that are my sheep shall hear my voice. They don't have to look around. They don't have to be whole to see whether he's coming in the cloud to glory. They'll know my voice. Faith to faith revealed. The righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And the just, the righteous.
Father, I want to thank you and praise you today for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There are people that are watching all over the world. There are people here in the Squad Cities that are watching. And I want to say to you, don't depart. Don't walk away in your time of trial, in your time of hardness, in your time. Hear the voice of the shepherd, for he calls you. We'll give you all the praise, Lord. We'll magnify and glorify your precious name. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of the Rock Solid Truth broadcast. To all over the world, I want you to know I love you and I appreciate you. And thank you for making us a part of your life. Go with God. This is D.K. Groom with rock solid truth. Go with God and I guarantee you, He will surely go with you. <laughs>